Hey everybody, welcome to Screen Mavericks, where we take an in-depth dive into your favorite movies and TV shows, new and old. I'm Jen, and as always, I'm joined by the unmatched wit of the lovely Megan. Let's dive on in, and as usual, spoilers ahead, obviously. like we were just here (laughs) but here we are again this time winter olympics which is very exciting and to celebrate and get excited about it we're going to be talking about some of our favorite olympic based movies and there's like two that are at the top of my list which i don't know everybody has seen kind of one of them that i'm gonna mention because it's a little bit older but uh the other one i bring up i'm sure most everybody has seen. So, uh, Jen, do you want to start off with anything beforehand of like what you're excited to see about the Olympics that are happening currently? I love curling. <laughs> I It was on today when I, I was watching it. I, I told somebody today that if there was like a local curling league near my house, I would absolutely join because for some reason that's like, I find it to be one of the more fascinating winter sports. It, I think because it's different in that it's not specifically like an athletic like you're not running or jumping, right. but it's a precision sport. Like right before we started this podcast, I was on TikTok watching a clip of the measuring the curling stones with like this. They have this special measurer to get right down to the millimeter Dang. of how close uh, they can be to center. And it's the device is really cool to watch them use it. Um, so it's like a precision and you know f- has such finesse to it that i i love watch it but it also reminds me of like bocce ball on ice <laughs> i i mean that's literally what i described it as to my friends the other day i was like this is literally basically bocce ball but on ice and it's funny because we do have a curling club here uh where i live and i tried to get my friends to join it like legitimately there was a date that you could sign up and go and like nobody was available to go with me and I thought about going by myself but then I forgot about it when it came time (laughs) but I legitimately I'm like that's like curling you can get into and you can be like older like you're not past your prime in like your 40s or 50s like you could take 10 years to master the craft and still go to the Olympics and not be like too old to do it oh absolutely I think, and I, I think too, you know, every, as the Olympics evolve, there's events that, you know, leave or get added. I, I still remember the first year that they added snowboarding because it wasn't that big in other countries while it was still big in the United States at first, which is, you know, when they first added it, you know, the U.S. dominated. Um, But I was just made aware last week of an Olympics, winter Olympic sport that is not... <laughs> In our current Olympics, I haven't seen it in probably 20 years, and it was called ballet, but it was done on skis, and it was a full, like, almost dancing routine on skis. Like, imagine, like, like, uh, almost the way the ice skating, you would have a, you know, the long program. That's what Mm -hmm. it looks like, but it on on skis in snow. And I was like, why is this not a sport now? Because... I was, you would get viewers to watch. I would be first in line to watch this sport. 
Yeah. I mean, there. I will say, I, I think personally, I like Winter Olympics better than Summer Olympics. Um, they're just, I love watching ice hockey and like the luge, all the different ones of that. And like figure skating don't get me wrong there's some great ones in summer but like i don't know winter olympics just i love watching it all the snowboarding oh my god there's so i could keep going (laughs) yeah it's it's exciting it's an exciting time to watch the olympics and you know like you said it's been you feel like we just had an olympics because we did less than a year ago (laughs) and usually we have two years of, of padding but courtesy of the current times last year's got delayed and you know this year's on times and you know they're making it work but uh i think it's an exciting time just for me personally i like to watch the world come together because it doesn't happen that often Mm -hmm. (laughs) and it's just nice to see yeah it's a nice reminder for humanity it is it is a nice reminder for humanity Um, But, you know, and speaking about reminders, let's take a trip down memory lane and talk about some of our favorite Olympic-based movies. So do you have one that you want to start off with? I mean, I'm not going to lie. In my head, there is only one. (laughs) (laughs) Fine, I I can start. (laughs) I've seen seen others, but there is only one, and you know what it is. Oh, I know what it is. We'll start with mine first, though. Okay. Uh, so the one that I was mentioning before that I don't think too many people have seen is The Cutting Edge. And it was made in, I think, like the 80s or 90s. I should probably look it up. But I love that movie. And I think it's maybe like a childhood memory. Like, a, you know, I have a fond memory of it, which like it's not really a movie for kids. But yeah, so the movie is about this figure skater and the goal is she's a partner figure skater and her and her father's goal was to always get her to the Olympics, to win the Olympic medal. And she does make it to the Olympics, but she and her partner like mess up and they don't get it. So then they're trying to find her a new partner. And uh, her name's Kate Mosley. She's played by Moira Kelly, who more recently people might know because she's like uh, the mom in One Tree Hill. I think, I mean, I'm sure she's been in other things recently, but that's just what I know her from. Mm -hmm. Uh, And then her dad is played by Terry O'Quinn, who I know from Lost, obviously, but he's in a bunch of things as well. And so they end up uh, basically going through anybody who's available and nobody wants to work with her. And so they end up like picking this guy, Doug Dorsey, who is a former hockey player and he's like on the olympic team and he ends up getting cut because in a game he like gets hit in the eye and he lost like vision in his eye like enough to play hockey basically um so he gets cut from the team and so then this is like his last shot at getting an olympic medal but it's in figure skating uh he's played by db sweeney which i don't know what else he's in but oh it's such a good movie like (laughs) just obviously you know antics ensue and they like don't like each other at first it's like very typical rom-com type of stuff um and then you know in the end we actually don't find out if they win an olympic medal or not but they fall in love and that's all that matters (laughs) it's one of those stories (laughs) yeah Yeah. but like the the soundtrack is lit i mean it just it's music that I would only know because I watched the movie, um, but it, it came out in like 1990. Um, so it's just like a very nostalgic, I don't know, movie for me anyways. So whenever it's on, I have to watch it. Like it's one of those movies. If it's on, I will stop everything and watch it. <laughs> 
No, that's fair. But I think there's a lot of movies that are like that. And it's that's okay. It's absolutely okay. Yeah. Oh, and then he like pretends for his family. Like he doesn't tell them that he's being a figure skater. They think that he joined the Merchant Marine. (laughs) So it's this big like deal when he comes back and he's from like a small town and his brother owns like the penalty box, which is a local bar. And they all get like super excited when they hear he's back from the Merchant Marine and everybody in town is there. And then he like has to tell them he's a figure skater and people are like, what? But then by the end, they're all like in the bar rooting for him like, yeah. And he's like, that's my brother. <laughs> so <laughs> it's funny. Go that's watch good. it if you haven't watched it. It's I agree. I agree. I agree. Should watch. I know my mom loves that movie. So I've, I've seen it by default, I guess. Um, it's easy <coughs> to put it, but. Yeah, I I agree. Everybody should go see it. Just once. If 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 only for the the part where she just yells toe pick, like it's just it's such a <laughs> uh, just watch it. It's good, but it does put into perspective kind of like the training, the intense training that these athletes go to, and the pressure that they're under, because a lot of it you see them getting up at like five six a.m. to train every single day, and like Kate's whole life has been about getting a medal and i'm not saying that that's the most healthy way to go about it but like that's what it is like that's her goal she is an olympic athlete um and so i think it's an interesting perspective on potentially what some of these athletes do experience oh yeah you have to you have to give everything yeah your time your 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 time your family like especially ice skating and actually i'm only gonna i'm gonna reference this because it's not an olympic movie but it is about ice skating and that this particular thing gets shown a lot in there and it's um ice princess with michelle trachtenberg i don't think i've ever seen it i love michelle trachtenberg but i don't think i've ever seen it uh uh, hayden penetier is also in it and uh joan cusack uh kim cattrall how did um, I miss this movie? I know. I the time I'm, that like I would have seen, I'm you know. I'm shocked that you of all people haven't seen this movie. But the whole point of the movie is that uh, Michelle Trachtenberg's character is, um, she's on her way to going to college. She's crazy smart and she's not an athlete. And she gets a job working at a skating rink where there are a bunch of girls have, are kind of like training to be an ice skater. And she tries to apply math to ice skating um to try to make other people better and so she starts ice skating she starts training she likes it um but it's you know they're explaining to her how much work actually has to go in this how much time you have to put forward how much of everything and her mother doesn't want her to do it and but it's it's crazy to see they're like you have to give up everything and even um, Hayden Panettiere's character, you kind of see it from the flip side. She's been in ice skating her entire life. And one of my favorite things that she actually says to her mom is she's like, I'm tired of all of this. She's like, I'm tired of failing in school because I don't actually have time to learn anything. Yeah. So it's like, it's kind of a, you know, a weird little two way street. <laughs> That's like um, that movie, again, a little off topic because it's not Olympic, but uh, Stick It. You ever mm-hmm. see that one? Yep. I love that movie. Um, 
but you know these girls are constantly training and the parents even kind of get a little bit ruthless about like what do you mean my child's not on like the elite team like the whole goal is to go to the olympics and i love the how the characters in that one kind of take the power back and they're like no we know who's the best at what like we're going to choose the team that we're going to send to nationals or wherever they're going and i mean i don't know how likely that is that would happen in real life but like i thought it was super cool that they kind of were like putting the power in these athletes hands by the end well I can say one thing. We do know that parents can get a little ruthless when it comes to their children (laughs) at any age. That's fair. (laughs) So what other (sighs) favorite movies do you have? My only other one is Miracle, which I am obsessed with. I probably have 90% of that movie memorized. I used to watch it literally all the time in college. Like it was my study movie. I would put it on. And I would just like study and have it on in the background. That many times. Wow. Yeah. Oh, I love that. I mean, I love Al Michaels. I'm very into football, as you know. And he is an announcer um, for the NFL. It's his Mm -hmm. last year. He's retiring. Bye, Al. Have a nice retirement. I'm going to miss you. Um, But he is the announcer. And Miracle, if you don't (laughs) – Miracle, if you don't know, is based on the 1980s Olympic hockey team coached by Herb Brooks. Uh, And he it was in Lake Placid, New York. And it was like right around the time of like when we were, you know, not getting along so great with Russia or USSR, I guess at the time is what they were. Um, And we beat them. I'd say spoiler alert, but I feel like it's very well known. (laughs) um, It's historical fact at this point. Um, we beat them kind of in in a time when like the country needed a win, you know? Um, so it was, it's a really great movie if you're super into sports and super into the Olympics and you love Al Michaels, (laughs) like I do. Um, but no, I mean, just the, the speech that her, her Brooks gives the guys in the locker room, like it just, it's everything. It's very Disney-fied. Um, it's like very clearly produced by Disney, but like. I just, oh, I love it. I, I'm the person who, like, I had it on DVD. And something I miss about DVDs is, like, you used to get all the special features with it, right? And, like, they don't yeah. – that's not, like, a thing anymore. They don't have special features anymore. <laughs> yeah, they, that is true. I usually just go to YouTube when I'm looking for special features. I miss it. Like, I am the person who used to watch all the special features, and then I would go through and I would watch the movie with, like, the director's commentary, and then I would go through and watch the movie with, like, the actor's commentary. Like, I was that person. (laughs) Um. (laughs) Well, maybe one day we'll have to pick a movie for the podcast and then just do our own commentary on it. We'll we'll shoot video one day. Oh, my God. Um. I have trained for this. (laughs) (laughs) Is it your Olympics? (laughs) It's my Olympics. Um, so I, I've only seen Miracle a couple of times. I, uh, rewatched it in the spirit of the Olympics, um, this past week. And it's kind of crazy. There's certain things about this movie that stand out to me from having tough coaches in my own life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, obviously we did play a sport together, um, yep. and we've run sprints a lot <laughs> and um you know the scene after the scene on the ice where he keeps them after and makes them just sprint after sprint after sprint after sprint waiting for that like by the way and this is it is a very disney moment but it doesn't mean we don't love it um 
you know, waiting for him to say, waiting for someone to say, who do you play for? Well, you got to set it up, Jen. You can't just give it away. You know, they say, who do you play for? And they'll be like, "Um, you know, Rob McClanahan and I play for Minnesota. And then he's like, go again. (laughs) And then you have like, you know, I'm Jack O'Callaghan and I play for California or wherever he went. And he's like, go again. And you're just like watching these guys just do these suicides after a game, just like constantly going back and forth to like half the ice, you know, all the way and back. And then finally, finally it like clicks. And one of the guys is like, I'm Mike Ruzioni and I play for Team USA. And it's just like, like, that's what you're here for. You're you're USA. Like you're not your college anymore. You're not your state anymore. You are representing USA. You are a united front. Oh, chills. <laughs> it's a good moment. It is a good moment. They have a lot of good moments, but there's also a lot of really hard moments um when he has to cut the team down from 26 to 20. Yeah, and yeah. Then when he has to cut the last guy who's been with them the entire time, heartbreaking. Only just I, I've been cut off an athletic team before, and I have friends that are coaches that have done cuts, and I know from both sides that it sucks. Nobody wants to do it. Yeah, yeah. I just the mental, you know, fortitude it took to get there, and then to not make it to the final game it just or to the final team it just it's got to be soul crushing I just I feel for athletes when they're in that moment because it's like they gave it their all they gave it their all and their all wasn't enough yeah I'm okay with I mean now as an adult when I look back why I got cut it makes sense because I definitely didn't give it my all (laughs) (laughs) I got cut because I didn't give it my all um but you know that's just kind of part for the course but um I a little Sorry. Go ahead. Finish Go ahead. Uh, a little fun fact about that one scene where they are doing the skating back and forth. Uh, the director actually made them do that. They, when you see men out there puking their brains out, that's legitimately happening. That is, he made them do it because he I wanted it to be authentic. <laughs> yeah, and most of the people that were on that team were ice hockey players in real life. Yeah, yeah. If you look at the cast list, which of course I did, um, and you look at them, most of them are not actors. Most of them are like hockey players first who then either went into acting or were capable of acting. Obviously your main characters, the coaches and like um, Patty Brooks and some of the people. Eddie Cahill and... um... Right. I mean, there's a handful of players that are like, actually, I think Eddie Cahill... I'd be the only one who's no. He's not oh, the, only the one. guy who played Rob McClanahan. Also, I don't know his name. Um, he, I think, is an actor as well. Um, um, but most of them were like hockey players first, who then could act. And another fun fact: um, the the one who played Buzz Schneider, he actually like the the kid who played that character is the son of Buzz Schneider. It's Billy Schneider. So he played yeah, his dad. Yeah, I did see that on the when I was looking up like the like the closest that I get to special features is reading the trivia on IMDb. Okay, that's fair. <laughs> um, yeah, the other person that we were both the actor that plays um, Rob McClanahan is uh, Nathan West. He was in Bring It On. That's where I knew him from. Yeah. yeah, I was like, he looks familiar. Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, and I've seen the guy who plays Ralph Cox, and I don't know if he was an actor prior to this movie, but I have seen him since in 
like TV shows. Yes, yeah, he was an actor too because he was the first one I looked like because I was confusing him with a completely different actor um, <laughs> at the time. And just because it's the, you know, for, for the time period, the I one of the things that I love from of the movie of of the time period is everybody's haircuts are almost identical. Yes, and um, him with the the handlebar mustache, it it kind of maybe was like. Not a handlebar. He had a the other kind of mustache. And, or like um, mutton chop mustache. Yeah, that and into, it, yeah. he made me think he was somebody <laughs> else, and that was why I ended up looking up to see like what else he's done. Um, but I, I mean, know he le- he played a bad guy in something, and I was like, no, not Ralph Cox. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I I'm think glad. His real, that- sorry, Go his ahead. real name's Kenneth Mitchell. Just yeah. <laughs> but what were you saying? Um, but yeah, there was a few, there was a few people I think that either had, you know, done, you know, light acting, but still had like a background in ice hockey, um, which I feel like a lot of the scenes in this movie wouldn't have looked so good if they were, if they weren't, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. It just, man, I, that speech in the locker room always gives me chills like it just pumps you up it's so good kurt russell's so good in that movie patricia clarkson um she doesn't have like too much of a role in the film like you only see her in a handful of of shots but she like you can see like the spouse side of things and like grounding her husband and like knowing when he like you said when he has to do the cut how he is feeling about it um so i think she gives us a nice insight into like the families that are you know involved in kind of the rise of these athletes and these coaches and like all the training and things that they go through. Mm-hmm. So I enjoyed to, um, uh, Noah Emmerich, who's, I feel like is in everything. Um, just, he plays yes. the assistant coach. Yep. I feel like he's in everything I've ever watched. Well, he's always he's the best roll. friend, right? He's like always he's in, the best um... friend. The Truman show. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Of. He's the best friend. Yep. Um, yeah, he's always the best friend, but he's still good. And I love him in this, especially during that one scene where they're doing all the suicides. Mm-hmm. And of course, you know, he's like, he doesn't, he clearly doesn't want to blow the whistle. Like he doesn't want to obey. And we're yeah. all being like, don't obey, don't obey. But there was a point to all of that. So, yeah. it, I, you know, it was, that was great. I love him in that. Uh, but you're right, movie. too. I think the important part was we need like just to like think about so i think up until that point the soviet union had <coughs> won gold like six olympics in a row or something i think at that point uh, yeah i mean they were on a streak for sure especially in hockey yeah and then i mean they're just known for being well granted it's now russia um as you and i discovered earlier we are a certain <laughs> number of years old um <laughs> But when they were the Soviet Union and they were known for playing a certain kind of way and I kind of like the way this and actually this is a popular I think of all the movies that we talk about there's not quite a finale the way you would think there would be in the movie. Like we see the game of them versus the Soviets, but they still have another game that has to get played. After. Yeah. We don't see them win the gold necessarily. Right, I mean, we, Finland. Yeah. yeah. We hear the voiceover of Kurt Russell kind of explaining that they went on to then beat um, Finland to win the gold medal. And then he goes on to talk about the athletes and everything. But we, yeah, that like that final big moment is really them winning against Russia or whatever Soviet union, um, which 
another fun fact, um, <laughs> Al Michaels, he they brought him in to record, re-record essentially kind of his announcements during the hockey games. And they end up blending his like re-recordings that he, they brought him in for with the original audio at the end there where he's like, do you believe in miracles? Yes. <laughs> you know, um, they they ended up blending it with the original audio because he couldn't get that level. Like he just couldn't match that same level of excitement of like in the moment and that whole, you know, everything. Um, so they were just like, no, we're going to use the original audio. So you hear it as like, if you're truly listening, you can hear it change from like the, the newer audio to the original audio. And it's just like, oh, you hear the excitement in their voice. I, Guys, this movie's so great. It's one of my top five. Top five ever or top five sports movies? No, top five ever. That's high. Yeah. That, that is high. Wow. And you know what? I think that's pretty good because my favorite Olympic movie is in my top five. <laughs> ever. Well, that's awesome. I know so, exactly what it is, but tell the people, Jen, what is your favorite Olympic movie? Okay, so my favorite Olympic movie, in my opinion, is the only one. <laughs> I mean, no, I know there's a, like, there's a lot of The only one that matters for 90s kids. <laughs> uh, this mattered for so many reasons, but I know every word. I watched it this week, and I said every word along with the movie, and that is Cool Runnings, which <laughs> is very popular this year because Jamaica is back in the Winter Olympics bobsledding for the first time in like 20 years. That's awesome. So it's, you know, exciting to see them be able to come back. So I, um, a lot of people have been bringing up clips of, of cool runnings and going back to that. And similarly to a couple parts in Miracle, they actually used original footage in cool runnings too, just for uh, some of the bobsled stuff. Oh, I was, love that. Was from the original, um, the original broadcast. Uh, but cool runnings... I think for me personally, I think as a kid, when this movie came out in the 90s, seeing a story of of these Jamaican guys going to a clearly white dominated, um, I think in general, you know, sport and Olympics um, and kind of, you know, seeing the struggles of trying to be accepted, I think probably hit close to home which is one of the reasons why I loved it. Um, but also I still watch this movie and laugh. Like I never not laugh at this movie and you know, I'm however old. So <laughs> the number doesn't matter. No, but um, it is. It's just, it's, it doesn't matter what age you are. It's still the funny moments are funny. And you have John Candy. Um, you know, I, I believe we, he, we, we lost him not too long after this movie came out. Um, originally and i mean he hit my funny bone every time but the cast that they picked the four guys that they pick were great on their own um in terms of hilarity and the character of sanka as we all know is like the comic relief of that yeah. movie um with every response that he has and and every you know training montage and for anybody who is blissfully i have to say this unaware of this movie first of all stop watching this listening to this podcast just hit pause and go watch cool running <laughs> pause Second, we'll wait we'll, we'll wait. wait we'll wait for you to come back <laughs> and then you watch it and then we'll come back but secondly um if you're unaware it's about it follows the story of a jamaican sprinter 
in the 100. Actually, three of them were sprinters, but the main character, Doris, was a sprinter. And during the Olympic trials, he gets tripped along with two of the other sprinters, one of which who causes the tripping in the movie. And they lose their chance to go to the Summer Olympics. And everybody knows he has to wait another four years. So he finds out that at one point there was a bobsledder who living on the island of Jamaica that is an American that was once convinced that he could use, it would be faster to use sprinters to push bobsleds instead of bobsledders. And he seeks out <coughs> this man, this <coughs> disgraced American bobsledder on the island to teach them how to bobsled in a place where there is no snow. But it does lead to some of the most hilarious moments I've ever... I in a, Still in a movie, my mom was over my shoulder when I was watching Cool Runnings. And it was one of our favorite scenes. If Maggie, you've seen Cool Runnings, obviously. Yeah. Um, it's the scene when they first fly to Calgary, Canada... And these guys, these are guys. And they see at, snow. <laughs> and they see cold for the first time. Yeah. And that's when you see, you see uh, John uh, Candy's character, <laughs> Blitzer, walk out with his jacket on. Totally like, I'm an American. Yeah, we deal with this. And, you know, he's a former bobsledder. And the, the other four guys are just standing in the vestibule of the airport. <laughs> like they're looking at something they've never seen before. And we watched this like funny montage of Sanka taking out his bag and putting on all the clothes that he brought to Canada. <laughs> and then he, and then he puts the duffel bag over himself and yep. walks out. Yep. <laughs> and Dury says to him, "Smoke," because you can see his breath, and they've never seen that before. And he says, "Sanka, what you smoking?" He goes, "I ain't smoking. I'm breathing." <laughs> so good. It's so good. Oh God, that movie kills me. It just the. The hilarity behind it, and then also, obviously, there's some super serious moments in the movie as well. Um, when they first, uh, you nobody takes them seriously at any point, and when, and a lot of that is one because of their coach Irving Blitzer, who disgraced his country by cheating in the bobsled formally, and also because, um of race relations and weren't, you know, quite where they were. It's not, not that everything's perfect today, but <laughs> things have gotten a lot better. Yeah. Times have um, changed a little bit and, at least. You know, when we first get introduced to, I think it's either East, it's East or West Germany. I know Germany, <laughs> the time period that is being portrayed, Germany was still two different countries. And um, if you remember the, the driver, I think, of the West Germany team was, like, so mean. Out of the gate for no reason. And they eventually do get into a fight with that guy, which was warranted, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah. I, I've i only seen the film a handful of times. And, like, I saw it as a kid. And then I did see it a few years ago as an adult. And, like, I genuinely think that, like, there's so much there to pick up on as an adult that you don't pick up on as a kid. Oh, absolutely. There's a lot of nuances going on. Yeah. Um, Just with the time period that it's taking place. And like you said, the experiences of these guys who like are typically in, like there's a lot of Caucasian people who tend to be in winter sports because a lot of the winter sport countries tend to be like, you know, cold mm -hmm. ice, you know? And it's, you know, you kind of see like a, a bunch of kind of different, like everybody starts to change 
I think is everybody kind of then they say it this way in the movie they say everybody gets Jamaican fever um where the everybody kind of starts rooting with especially when they realize that these guys have shown up to really compete and they started out rough when they first show up in Calgary it doesn't it doesn't go well no um and they and this kind of leads to so I have two favorite scenes from this movie and one of them is after they qualify and Irving Irv's former coach who hates him the entire movie is so mad at him for what he did. His former coach is now on the committee and they keep trying to change the rules to keep the Jamaicans from qualifying. So when they first get to Calgary, they're like, we changed it from a minute five to a minute two. And then right when the Jamaicans go to qualify, he Irv walks up there and he goes, oh, we decided to change it from a minute two to a minute flat because they're thinking that the Jamaicans aren't going to make it, which they, we know they do. They come in at like 59 seconds. Mm -hmm. And then the next day, Irv gets a letter saying that they've been disqualified. And that's when he, and this is probably one of my favorite speeches of the movie is when he walks in to the Olympic council to pretty much rip them all a new one. Yeah. I do love that scene. And, you know, he's like, all right, if this is about me, you're right. I cheated. And he, you know, comes clean. He admits to what he did. He admits he was wrong. He's like, but my guys didn't do anything wrong. And there's, you're just kind of looking at these faces of these men in there. that are like, oh, well, we also have to be worried about the potential for embarrassment. And then he said, claps back with, I'm sorry. I didn't know four black guys in a bobsled could make you blush. Like it was Scott. Oh, that scene is so powerful. And it kind of speaks volumes even today about the way certain things are handled. Mm -hmm. And he, you know, talks about the spirit of the Olympics. And he's like, he's like, it doesn't matter if you come in first or 50th. He was like, they've earned the right to carry their nation's flag into that stadium. They've earned the right to represent their country. And he talks about why the Olympics are so important and that he forgot about why those things were um important you know and that it's just <laughs> oh that's like john that's some of like just great john candy work right there i get chills in that scene every time it's always the yeah. speeches and it yes, is always the speeches yeah the speeches. <laughs> and i get it it's yeah both the movies that we are heavily talking about we understand are disney movies yeah and you know, they are written a certain way to evoke certain emotions, but it's okay to feel those emotions. That's why it was written that way. And, you know, is Cool Runnings identical to, exactly identical to what actually happened? No. I actually did read that um, they were actually welcomed with open arms. So that tension with Germany, that was completely made up for script. Um, But it's a movie and we have to tell a story. <laughs> right. Know? I mean, um, I'm glad to hear that, that, that they were <laughs> welcomed a lot nicer. Yeah. Cause again, the Olympics yeah. are like a time for everybody to come together. So you would hope that that's how it would be. <laughs> yeah. That was all written up for the movie. Um, mm-hmm. uh, but I think then too, one of my favorite moments is probably, and kind of like, you know, miracle, the, the movie doesn't end how we all want it to end. You know, we want to think that, oh my God, they, they blew away everybody and they won the gold medal. Yeah. But, but that's we're not telling a real, right. And we're not, we're telling a realistic story here and we're going to go with what historically <laughs> happened. And 
Um, again, for anybody who doesn't know, um, you get three passes in the bobsled on three different days. And the first day was terrible for the Jamaicans in the movie. Um, and actually in this, this was kind of paired with real life too. And then the second day is when they had their, their big speech within themselves, which is where Doris wanted them to use the starting like chant of the Swiss the whole time. And by the second day, that's when Sanka tells them like, no, we have to do this our own way. And that's yeah. when they change their, their starting chant to feel the rhythm, feel the ride, get on up. It's bobsled time. Cool runnings. <laughs> you, they come into their own at that moment, I feel. Right. Like. They come into yeah. their own and then they post like this great time. And the everybody is like shocked and excited. And they're like, oh, man, they're like to the Jamaicans. And by the third day, everybody's wearing Jamaican fever T-shirts. Even the announcers are wearing the shirts. And they get up there and they're bobsled because it was really old and rickety. Um, and apparently nobody checks the screws. Um, the front screws uh, came off and the blade came off the bobsled at high speed. And they end up crashing. Now, this is actually the footage. If you rewatch the movie and you see the crash footage, that's the original crash footage. Is it? From the Olympics. Yeah. I don't think I realized that. Mm-hmm. So they didn't reshoot any of that part. That was all of all of the crash footage that you see from the time that they crash till it slows down. Mm -hmm. um, they pulled from archives Dang. of the actual incident. And it's probably that like, I feel like I love this movie because I thought that the ending that we got was way more important than winning. Yeah. Um, because they get out and, you know, Doris had already tripped in a race you know, and he didn't get to finish that race. So they pick up their bod sled and, you know, of course you get the classic Disney slow clap, but it's still worth it. And they carry their bobsled across the finish line to finish yeah. the race with everybody cheering and all, you know, all of these moments of acceptance. And even my, one of my favorite ones is, um, is junior whose dad didn't want him to be there. Yes. You see his dad in the audience and his dad opens up his shirt and he's wearing like the Jamaican sweatshirt Aww. or t-shirt and, you know, you got to have this like level of acceptance from the parents. And um... I think it's also great, too, when you have like, I mean, I know it's very Disney, right? But them showing like, OK, we didn't Disney-fy the ending in that like they still lost and it's OK to lose. Like, again, these guys tried their best. They showed up. They held their heads high. They were their own and they lost at the end of the day. But they were still a team. And like you said, everybody was still there, like rooting them on and. So, yeah. Yeah. I not think everybody that, always wins. <laughs> no, not everybody always wins. And the important thing to remember is that I hate to say this, but it's not always all about winning. But yeah. it also, I think the importance of, you know, they wanted to finish what they started. Um, and, you know, they were super, super proud of themselves for, I mean, they literally went from not knowing anything about bobsled to competing to being in, in the Olympics. Olympics. Yeah. yeah. And that's like, like if if anything, that's the triumph in itself because it's a huge feat to be in a country where it's literally hot all the time. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was like, I I told my mom too. I was like, I don't think I could do this. Like, when you live in a warm climate, you know, your blood in your body is adjusted to that climate, and then when you go to someplace cold, it takes your body a long time to readjust. Um. 
after I lived in Florida, and I don't know if this happens to you ever, but after I lived in Florida for a couple of years and then I came home back to the Northeast, I was cold constantly. Oh, yeah. I freeze my butt off whenever I go back like, to the Northeast. I could, I could not get warm because my blood had thinned out from living in a warm climate for like two years. Mm-hmm. It took me a solid winter just to get back like on track. Yeah, there's uh, some scientific, I don't know, I learned it in one of my science classes where depending on where you're born, that determines like the amount of sweat glands you develop, basically. Hmm. Yeah. So like your your body is naturally in tune with like whatever <laughs> the uh, the weather is where you're growing up. I don't know what, the, I don't know the details of that. Google it, I guess, because this was, we're talking I always science thought, class ages ago, but. <laughs> I always feel like. They like I always think about it. I go, man, that like the Jamaicans must have really been cold. Like not just like normal, like Calgary's already freezing, but they were probably like really, really cold. And as we see in the movie, they didn't they didn't go to Calgary with winter no (laughs) winter gear. They didn't. They were not prepared. (laughs) Like where would they have bought it from though in Jamaica? (laughs) You know what I mean? They didn't have Amazon. You know, we see the montage of them after they get on the bus and you see them go into a like a winter sports store and they all come out like head to toe in like brand new winter gear. Yeah. Um, which is so funny just to see them because that's part of the story, too, is watching them adjust to being outside of Jamaica. And then even one of my favorite montages is like there's like a workout montage that they're doing. Now you have three of the guys who are sprinters, so they have muscular legs and bodies and then you have Sanka who was not an athlete before he joined his didn't even question joining his best friend he did he did the downhill uh pushcart races you know that was yeah. the, the extent of his working so when you see this montage of them all working out like you see <laughs> you see Sanka trying to do the leg press and it's just like going up really slowly and he gets in one and you just see Irv go that's great do you have any more <laughs> and then he's you just see him like try to do a pull-up and you just see his mouth pointed upward and then later on in the montage you see him doing pull-ups and then the camera pans down and it's actually Irv holding him up and down while he's doing pull-ups he's like you know one of these days you're gonna have to do these on your own <laughs> that was such a good movie it is i think it's i think it still holds up and i think it's still a really good family movie to watch together yeah. Yeah. Man, sports movies. They just, you know. Yeah. They're, they're so uplifting most of the time. <laughs> yeah, most of the time. It's funny because when I think of like sports movies in general that I remember, they're all Disney. Like just, um, oh my God, what's the Denzel Washington one? Remember that, the Titans. Yep. Thank you. And like all the Mighty Ducks movies. All the Mighty Ducks movies. <laughs> yeah. A, most of them, a lot of them are Disney, I think. Um, when it comes to like sports movies and uh, anybody listening, don't worry, we will cover more sports movies in the future. There's a lot yeah. to talk about. <laughs> oh my God. There's so many. The big green, that might not be Disney. No, I think, but we should talk about it. <laughs> I think <laughs> at some point. Oh yeah. We'll definitely cover the big green. The Sandlot I think is Disney. Let's see. The big, uh, nope. The uh, big green is Disney. It's on Disney Dang Plus it. right now. Yeah. Disney just has like, you know, all of the sports movies. I think it's, well, I, 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 this might be just me talking, but I think a lot of them, especially in the nineties, like the sports movies that we really love 
all came out, I think, in like most of them came out in the same decade. Um, yeah. But it's like, I'm looking at, like, I just looked up sports movies and I was like, oh, I was like, well, what about, you know, this one? I'm like, oh, no, that's Disney too. <laughs> like, I don't think, all right, all right, I don't think Rudy was Disney. No, Rudy's not Disney. Although it does have uh, John, oh my God, what's the guy who, John Favreau. Yeah, he directs like all of MCU, which is basically Disney. Um, so still has Disney ties a bit, um, but yeah, no, Rudy's another really great one. I'm sure we should do one on that. But like, I even think of like Disney Channel original movies, which that's a whole other topic for another day. But like, Motocross is a great sports one that they had. Uh, Alley Cat Strike, Double Team, like, oh, there's so many. Good At some point, I think probably, you know, maybe the next we'll cover sports movies from the 90s specifically. Because, um, you know, we can't get out without doing the little green in the sandlot and the little giants. and Oh, little giants. Uh, rookie or, of the year. It's just going to say, when he's like, pitcher's got <laughs> I love, but... yeah, no, rookie of the year is like one of my all-time favorite sports movies. So uh. we will do that a whole separate episode just discussing our favorite uh, 90s sports movies because it is a plethora of content. <laughs> it's yes. going to be a long episode. I don't yes. know. I honestly don't know if we're going to fit it into one 45-minute episode. Oh, no. We'll have to break it up. But to get back to what we're talking about here, uh, I'm very excited for the Olympics. Is there anything that you're most excited to watch or um, that you've already watched? Me? Yeah. Um, besides curling, I really like the ski jump. Uh-huh. Yeah, no, I'm, like I said, I'm most excited for kind of the luge ones, bobsledding, any of those where they're, like, going down that icy track. It just, it's terrifying. I would never that do it myself. Skeleton. Yeah, skeleton luge, regular luge. Um, I just, the the amount of speed they build up, I can't. It's Oh, I like speed skating, too. Yeah, that one's pretty fun, too. I just could never be an athlete. There's too much pressure there. <laughs> I couldn't, like, a professional athlete couldn't do it. So yeah. I am, you know so impressed with all these athletes who do go out there and shine honestly yeah i think it's you know to all these athletes that have prepped themselves so hard you know with the current state of things going on i'm sure it wasn't any easier um to do everything and it's one of the things that i think i was talking about to somebody today with this olympics is that they are posting a lot of clips of the olympics on tiktok um on a couple of the official um, you know, Olympics and NBC Olympics TikTok channels, and they're getting tons and tons of hits. And I'm like, yeah, you put the Olympics in front of people in a different way. Well, you condensed it to all the exciting moments. I mean, yeah. everybody loves watching Red Zone, right? Like <laughs> all yeah. the highlights from the game. Yeah. Yeah. So a lot of that is like, you know, where I've seen a lot of my clips um, of stuff. And, you know, but then also there's so many athletes out there that have tiktok accounts yeah that are at the olympics posting videos from the olympics well and everybody wants to know what that experience is like right we're yeah. all so curious it's, like it's great that they're showing us what that experience is like mm -hmm. um so uh, you know i follow um the snowboard legend himself um mr sean white um who does post on tiktok a lot outside the olympics um but he has posted quite a bit um, you know, people have asked him questions and he's tried to be very accommodating. Like he shows them what his quarters look like at the Olympics and what kind of stuff that they give them. And, you know, what the food situation, the food situation, first of all, 
If you haven't seen a video, go check out some of these TikToks that show you the dining hall at Olympic Village because it is one of the craziest things I've ever seen. There's all these different foods, but there's also a robotic food machinery. Like you choose like what food you want and it makes it for you, but then it delivers it from up above. Like all of a sudden your meal will just drop from the sky down to your your little cube that's like boarded off you know so nobody gets second contaminated in their little bubble but and it's probably one of the coolest things that i've ever seen so they 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 hooked it up a little bit when it came to the food over there that sounds um, awesome so but i do enjoy and i do thank all the athletes that are giving us taking time out of their day to show everybody kind of what's happening um behind the scenes because the Olympics can get a little a little chaotic um, on the back end. If you think about everything that's got to be fit into a, a two and a half week time, all the sports, yeah, all the rounds, everything that's happening at all the different areas, and there's multiple well, and then sports right happening after that, Yeah, and then right after that, the Paralympics follow. So like they're not done. Mm-hmm. It's you know just so many weeks of sports and like you said, all these different locations and all these athletes. It it takes a lot for the host country to put on an Olympics. It's not a, a not a tiny feat by any stretch of the imagination, um, which is why it has to get bid on every year um, for those cities because then brand new f- and it's years and years in advance because then those cities then have to prepare for years, mm-hmm. uh, stadiums, locations, housing, Olympic Village, you know all the stuff that goes in between. Um, but either way, I still enjoy getting to see all the different countries come in. And I love the part of opening ceremonies of watching everybody walk in with their flags and being so proud to be from their countries and be representing their countries in this international realm. Yeah, it's very exciting. Uh, I just one little last fact before we let everybody go. Uh I love that Australia I don't, I'm sure other places have done this, but in Australia, they donated the Olympic housing that they used for the athletes to the college there. Um, and so that's where we stayed when we were studying abroad. But I thought like what a unique way to utilize stuff that they built for mm-hmm. the Olympics. I like that. like it yeah, it's not just like going to waste. So I thought that was super cool. Oh, that's wonderful, right? Yeah, I like that. Well, if you have a favorite Olympic sport, you'd like to tell let us know on Instagram. We'd love to hear from you. Or if you have another Olympic movie that we did not talk about um, that is your favorite, let us know. We'll take the time to watch it. And hope you have a happy Olympics. A big thank you to all of our internet peeps for listening and joining us today. We appreciate every single one of you. Join us next week for a deep dive into your favorite movies and TV shows and follow us on Instagram at Screen Mavericks Podcast. And as always, be awesome and keep streaming. Keep streaming.